Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome into the On3 Studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. It is Thursday morning and another seismic shift took place yesterday. You guys know the news. Jim Harbaugh has officially left Michigan for the NFL. He's been tied to jobs in the past, but yesterday the LA Chargers made it official, plucking Harbaugh out of Ann Arbor less than a month after he won a national championship. So big news. We're going to talk about how it plays into recruiting today on the show. I mean, we'll see, but it could actually help. I mean, not that recruiting has been bad for Michigan, but the way Harbaugh has kind of flirted with the NFL the past few years, who would never publicly commit to staying at Michigan long term. I mean, I think all that kind of prevented the Wolverines from not from recruiting well. I mean, they still recruited well, but you know what I mean. Gaining traction with some of the best prospects in the country. I mean, here, let's take a look. Michigan's last five recruiting classes. Look at this. 16th, 18th, 9th, 14th, 10th. One class inside the top 10 in five years. No top fives in the last five years for Michigan. So we understand why. I mean, college recruiting, it's crazy right now. It's not for the faint of heart. Maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh just wasn't into NIL and everything that it's become. But I'll tell you what. Whoever succeeds Jim Harbaugh at Michigan is going to need to be dialed into recruiting. And right now, all signs point to Sharon Moore replacing Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Just rumors so far. No announcement has been made yet. At least by the time we're taping the show, there's no announcement. But it seems like Sharon Moore very well could be the pick for Michigan. And I think it's good. Maybe on two recruiting fronts, right? The high school level and the transfer portal. 
Sharon Moore, he's a little bit younger. He's an assistant. He's used to being out on the road, a lot of face-to-face -face relationships that he still has. And I also think it'll prevent a good chunk of this roster at Michigan from hitting the portal. He seems like the guy that the players are rallying around when it comes to being the next head coach. And if Michigan wants to make yet another run at a national championship next year, they're going to need to retain a majority of that roster. Anyway, you guys, let me know what you think. Is this a big blow for Michigan recruiting or is Sharon Moore the easy answer to keep things rolling? Let me know. Comment section below. What do you guys think? I want to know. I'm going to get Michigan Wolverine insider Zach Libby on a video later today. Talk more all about this. Keep an eye out for that. All right. There's also some more big news yesterday. Alabama head coach Kalen DeBoer landed his first five-star recruit yesterday. Kind of. It was Ryan Williams, the five-star wide receiver from Sarahland, Alabama. Remember, he decommitted. He was kind of the first casualty of the Nick Saban retirement news. Well, then Williams went on to schedule four official visits. Texas A&M, Texas, Alabama, Auburn. He made the Texas A&M visit two weeks ago. Canceled earlier this week. Jerry Hamilton broke the news that he was canceling his Texas official visit. Then on Wednesday evening, last night, Williams ended it all recommitting to the Crimson Tide. Major addition on and off the field for DeBoer. On the field, right? The Tide get a dynamic pass catcher with elite speed. Off the field, they stopped the bleeding. For days, it was about who was leaving the program, who was decommitting, who was transferring. Now, we're talking about who is joining the program. It was a statement for Kalen DeBoer. Looked like Hugh Freeze, one of the main in-state rivals, was going to maybe capitalize on this coaching change and swipe Ryan Williams away from Alabama. Maybe it was Steve Sarkeesian getting that late official visit. But no, all that has been shut down. Not on DeBoer's watch. I talked with Tim Watts of Bama Online about the importance of this commitment for the Tide. Roll the clip. It's huge for Alabama because... This gives them street cred. I mean, a lot of the questions are, can Kalem DeBoer recruit the South? Well, he just got the number one player on the board in the South committed, top three or four in the nation, depending on the ranking overall, and debatably the number one player in the state. So that's a pretty big get yeah. when, you know, when you look at it. And again, it gives them street cred. And with Nick Saban, that guy was Byron Scott, B.J. Scott back in the day in 2008. And, and Ryan could have that same effect for Alabama. So what do you guys think? Is this the start of Alabama's run under Kalen DeBoer? Remember, when Nick Saban arrived in Tuscaloosa, he brought in Julio Jones. Could this be a similar situation with DeBoer and Ryan Williams? I know Alabama fans are hoping so, but uh, if you guys want to check out, I do have the full video with Tim Watts going behind the scenes of Ryan Williams' commitment. It is up on our channel now. Posted that last night. Um, but as far as Alabama recruiting goes, there's probably not much more Alabama can do in the 2024 cycle, but I do think that this will be the spark that gets Bama going for the 2025 cycle, just finally getting some excitement into the program. It was much needed. So today we got a big show. We're going to get into it, uh, but first I got to talk about one more development that I thought needed to be hashed out on the show. Last week, remember, I had an Ohio State insider, Matt Parker, from Letterman Row on. And we were talking about the addition of quarterback Julian Sayan, the transfer. I asked him, though, do you think Julian Sayan should be counted as a 2024 class signee, or should he be considered a transfer? You know, Julian Sayan signed with Alabama. He enrolled. Technically, he's a transfer. I mean, he was there for bowl practice. He put on the uniform, but then he transferred. 
And this is something that we're going to continue to see, I think, in this industry. I don't think these short-term signees are going anywhere. So here's a few of the notable ones from this cycle. Julian Sayan, like we said, went from Bama to Ohio State. Jameer Grimsley, the number 157 product over prospect overall, Bama to Florida. DeAndre Robinson, he asked out of his letter of intent with Texas because the defensive line coach left. He's at Florida now. So those are some notable ones. And with unlimited transfers, and I think recruits, we're going to see more of this, right? I'm not going to say we're going to see a ton more of this, but I think it's something that on three had to address. And we've made a decision as a company. Should we handle recruits that do this? Should they be part of the high school class rankings or should they be part of the transfer portal rankings? Here's what we decided. Short-term signees will no longer factor into the on three industry team recruiting rankings for the team that initially signed with, but rather the new program. STS, that'll be the designation, recruits that sign early in December, enroll, and then enter the transfer portal prior to the traditional February National Signing Day. So what it means is the rankings will be reflected this cycle in 2024, and it'll roll out sometime between now and February 7. So within the next two weeks, we're going to have a designation for prospects like a Julian saying STS, recruits that sign early in December, enroll, and then enter the transfer portal prior to that traditional February National Signing Day. What do you guys think? I think personally this is the way we should handle it, but I understand there's lots of ways, so let me know. What do you guys think about this new designation? All right, like I said, big show today. I'm excited to get into it. We're going to head to Georgia, talk about the dog's recent decommitment, and if Kirby can get that one back. We'll also hit on Miami recruiting. There's a big battle seven on seven taking place in Miami this weekend. Some of the best prospects in America are going to be there. And you better believe the Canes are going to cap capitalize a whole bunch of five stars on campus. I talk, I talk with a Zuby Charles of Kane sport about who could be on commit watch this weekend. All right, big show. Let's get to it. Is Georgia going to be able to reel back in an elite DB that recently decommitted? I got Jake Rowe in this video, and we're going to talk about that and Terry Bussey official visit this weekend to Athens. Also, David Sanders, five-star, number one offensive tackle in America. He's taking visits, but is Georgia in it, and can they get him on campus soon? We're going to talk about it. UGA fans, hit subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. A lot of off-season to go. We love talking about the dogs, so do me a favor. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right. Bring on Jake Rowe from Dogs HQ. And Jake, I'm talking about DB Tay Harris. He decommitted from UGA about three to four days ago. Top 250 recruit. He'd been committed since June 19. And then a day or two later, after he decommits, Kirby goes to see him on the helicopter. So is this a big sign that Georgia is not giving up on Tay Harris despite the decommit? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know in the long run, right, whether or not he's going to be super high on Georgia's board. But I think when you bring in two new defensive back coaches, the the kid himself has to kind of do some reevaluating. Like, yeah, you have to kind of – this is not what it used to be in terms of the, the calendar is so much more condensed with these June official visits and and yeah. things like that that I, that I think Tay Harris had to kind of figure out, all right, listen, I need to open this thing up, maybe get some more people involved. Um, you know, Kirby going to see him quickly, I think says that George is definitely not going to give up on him. But I also think it 
it, it might speak to the whole idea that, listen, we got an in-state kid here. We need to make a decision, a final decision, on whether or not we're really going to push going forward. And I still think Georgia, if it pushes going forward, is going to have a really good chance to land him. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, kind of where things fall. And, uh, and listen, we've seen this in the past with Georgia guys. Uh, you know, Warren Brinson was one, a Savannah native, that the Georgia got to commit twice. And, um, you know, we've seen it happen with guys. So, uh, Georgia's not out of it. Georgia's not hasn't given up on Tay Harris, but you know we'll see. You know, kind of I guess this week by week, month by month, how Georgia's defensive backboard shape uh, or stacks up now that Dante Williams and and Traveris Robinson are putting it together. All right, let's move on to the big official visit that's going to take place this weekend. Five star athlete Terry Bussey, who's been committed to Texas A&M for some time now, he's going to take a late official visit to Athens. So. First of all, UGA did a big in-home visit on Monday. What coaches were in on that one? How did it go? And what are you hearing? I heard it went well. Um, you know, Glenn Schumann was there, uh, defensive coordinator, linebackers coach, and then both defensive backs coaches, Williams and Robinson, who have a relationship with Bussy. I think Williams is the guy that really gives Georgia a puncher's chance here. Dante Williams has a really strong relationship with Bussy. Um, but the way I look at this is like most of these don't turn out, right? Most of these do, you know, no fruit from the vine on, on the vast majority of these. But Georgia fans have a very recent example to point to, maybe maybe a little different, but ultimately like when, when Michael Ooney, uh, you know, out of Copras Cove, Texas, visited Georgia, coming into that visit, everybody's like, hey, listen, man, it's Michigan or it's Alabama. I mean, Georgia did not really seem to be much of a factor. He comes on campus. They fall in love with it. They the staff does a really good job recruiting him. Um, I think he left campus having told Georgia he was coming. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that's something that you have to consider here. Georgia, very attractive place, very good official visit experience, uh, very good recruiters, and I think you give them a weekend in Athens to kind of see how it shakes out and. I'm interested to see if they can make some noise with it because he is a guy that, to me, um, can do multiple things for you in the secondary, and it really does seem like he's open to kind of getting this thing figured. It doesn't seem like you need one team really has a stranglehold on this thing, and that's that's kind of rare in this day and age for somebody not to really have a hold of a recruitment this late in the game. But didn't Georgia kind of get a boost with the uh, addition of T-Rob there in the secondary as a coach? Because he had a relationship with Terry Bussey at Alabama. So this isn't as much of a cold call kind of as you're making it seem. Well, yeah, no, no. I don't think it's a cold call at all. I just, you know, Josh, how many times do we see it now where a guy, a guy visits six, seven, eight times before you know, you get him, right? I mean, right. it's it's usually more than just one official. It's a, an official and a few unofficials. And Georgia's going to have to kind of lean. I'm not saying he's never been to campus. I don't yeah. even know the answer to that question. But I, I don't think that that relationship with, with the overall staff at Georgia, it's just not what it has been in the past. You know, like in, yeah. in, in, in ha it is in these recruitments normally. So yeah. you're right. It's definitely not a cold call. I mean, Dante Williams and Traveris Robinson put Georgia in the thick of this thing enough to get a late official visit. I just think that it's a little bit of a long shot when you start considering the fact that he spent a lot of his time during the season and in the summer other places and not at Georgia. And Georgia is kind of a latecomer in that regard. Yeah. No, you're right. There is usually a formula to this. You, you see a certain number of visits, generally speaking, when somebody is going to flip or somebody's going to commit. 
Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, though. But a big opportunity this weekend for Georgia to flip another five-star, possibly right at the end of the 2024 cycle. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right, I want to move back to the 2025 class. The number two overall prospect in the country, number one offensive tackle, David Sanders. He's been planning visits, and he told our Chad Simmons that he wants to find some top schools by February. So my question to you is, he's taking these visits. Is UGA in it, and can they get him on campus soon? I think Georgia is in as good a shape as anybody right now. I'm not okay. saying they're a leader or they're in better shape than anybody. I just think Georgia is – If I feel like if you were to get the Sanders family to sit down and really lay out their their, their leaders, I think Georgia's going to be amongst them. Um, now – We'll see as time you know goes on whether or not Georgia can stay there. Um, you know they they recruited a big offensive line class in this past class, uh, but I do know that they think extremely highly of David Sanders. From what I understand, um, you know talking with sources around Georgia, I expect a couple of more visits to Athens uh, will happen in the near future. Um, you know I think he'll probably be in town um, at some point before spring practice. And I think he's probably, he's going to be in town at some point during spring practice. And, uh, you know, I, 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 Georgia's built a really strong relationship there. Kirby smart, uh, Stacy Searles, Mike Bobo. I mean, you, you go down the list. I mean, they have been recruiting this kid very hard for a very long time. Remember talking to him last year, uh, almost a full year ago at Under Armour. And he gave me a long list of coaches he communicates with at Georgia. So uh, I think, I don't think that slowed down any because this cat is, He's he's yeah. good. he's one of those rare. He's going to be as good as he wants to be. I don't even know if he's learned how to play football yet, and he's still amazing. Yeah, and a lot of recruitment to go. He's going to drop a top eight to ten. That's kind of the range he wants to do. That's what he told Chad Simmons in February. Then a final decision will come in either August or early September. So still a lot of recruiting to go for David David Sanders, but. We do know he will be dropping a top list here soon. Jake Rowe from Dogs HQ. Appreciate your time. Thanks for coming by the Inside Scoop, talking some Georgia recruiting. You got it, Josh. Miami recruiting got that spark with the addition of Cam Ward this offseason. You can feel it. We're going to talk Miami recruiting in this video. The momentum is there in this weekend. So will be the top recruits in the country. Miami will be the center of the recruiting world this weekend. We're going to talk about all the five stars that are on campus with the Zuby Charles of Kane Sport. But first, Miami fans, it's a big visit weekend, and we got you covered all offseason. So do me a favor right now. Hit subscribe for me, please. All right, let's bring on Azubi Charles from Kane Sport. Azubi. As I said at the top, Cam Ward, that was the addition of the offseason for the Canes. But besides Cam Ward, who's been your favorite transfer portal addition? So I'm going to head to the opposite side of the lawn, go with another guy that's leaving the Evergreen State to head to South Florida, and Washington Husky safety Michelle Powell. With Miami losing both Cam Kitchens and James Williams to the NFL draft, that safety spot was another position of need that Miami needed to fill, and they did just that with a proven winner a proven guy with championship, you know, material behind him. Last year, finished with 38 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, and three interceptions, and played all over that secondary nickel safety cornerback and some other positions as well. So a versatile guy they're bringing in to fill a big position of need. So Michelle Paul's a guy I'm going with coming out of Washington as well. All right. Yeah, big moves on both sides of the ball for the Miami Hurricanes in the transfer portal. But right now we're talking 2025 recruiting and who look at who Miami has on campus this weekend. Let's start with safety DJ Pickett from Zephyr Hills, Florida, the number seven overall prospect. Now, DJ just named a top five recently that includes Alabama, Georgia, Miami, Michigan, and Oregon. 
And this is not his first visit to Miami Azubi. So where do you think DJ Pickett stands amongst that top five? Inside Scoop fans, college football season is wrapping up, and it also means that the NFL is winding down as well. But there's still some great games left in the season. And you know what's not great, though? Finding last-minute tickets. Finding last-minute tickets, it can be a nightmare. Do not let this be the way your 2024 goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. The Game Time app is great. It's easy to use and it works in any city, any team. And you get the best price guarantee. Do not stress over getting into your team's favorite games anymore. There's only so many big games and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money. Zone deals, all right? This is where you pick a section, and Game Time picks the seats for big savings. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I think this is really, really big for Miami, getting one of the most coveted defenders in that 2025 class back to Coral Gables this weekend. A guy that has some ties with Miami with his cousin being Booker Pickett, a 2024 signee. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Miami's standing in a pretty good place right now with DJ Pickett, obviously making his return back to you know South Florida, a place that he's very familiar with. So a big weekend can do a lot of things for Miami, you know, having him back on campus, having him around his cousin, having him around people he's very familiar with. So could be a really, really big weekend for the Canes. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys are going to talk to him afterward, find out when he's ready to decide. Cause if he's already narrowed his list down to five, like, who knows, maybe we're not too far off from a DJ picket announcement, but we'll wait and see what Canesport has to say after the, uh, the visit takes place. Now, Let's move down, though, as Jamie French, fresh off that Bama D commitment. Now, he was in Tallahassee last weekend. That was an important visit. And this weekend, he's in Coral Gables, the number 14 overall prospect. Jamie French out of Jacksonville, Azubi. Where do you think the Canes stand coming off this D commitment from Alabama? Yeah, since that kind of Alabama fire cell started with the departure of Nick Saban, you know, Miami's been all over Jamie French. The day after he decommitted Hurricanes wide receiver coach Kevin Beard spent about two hours on the phone with him, you know, talking life, football, and everything in between, which really, really stood out to him and kind of made him want to visit Miami even more. So right now he kind of told me that, hey, I'm not really, you know, in a rush for anything. I just decommitted from this longtime commitment. I'm really just looking to see how things play out. And I feel like Miami's trying to really establish themselves as a team to watch early on. And I think they're doing so with building that strong relationship and getting them on campus this weekend as well. Yeah, I feel like it's an important time in his recruitment. All the top teams trying to shuffle in for those visits. Like I said, FSU last weekend, Miami this weekend. He's going to have a full tour of visits all spring, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Now, I want to talk about wide receiver Dallas Wilson. Interesting prospect, 6'3", 180, but he's committed to Oregon. But he goes to Tampa Bay Tech right there in Florida. So Miami trying to flip him, keep him from going 3,000 miles away to play football, keep him in state, top 50 overall prospect, what are you hearing heading into this one with Miami's chances? Yeah, so the first time I ever spoke to Wilson about Miami was actually in the summer at the Under Armour Future 50. And he was kind of just telling me, hey, 
the Hurricanes are on my radar, you know, I'm committed to Oregon, but, you know, you never can overlook the hometown teams and, you know, the Florida team. So that's why Miami's kind of wiggled their way in. It's kept, you know, their name alive, with, uh, you know, Wilson. And that kind of led to his upcoming visit to Miami. Kevin Beard, another guy that he has his hands all over. And Miami's really making a push to keep one of the top Florida kids in state with Dallas Wilson. So another big time receiver headed down to South Florida. All right, last prospect I want to talk to you about is Jaden Perlow. Now, he's committed to Georgia from Buford, Georgia, but there's some rumors he's been looking around, and he has taken a couple visits. So what are you hearing going into this one? Yeah, another top Canes target committed elsewhere. I talked to Jaden last week, and he's really, really excited to get on campus, you know, despite that longtime commitment to the dogs. Like you said, he said he'll be taking visits throughout the recruitment process and even told me he's going to likely take an official visit to Miami sometime this summer. So I think Miami's making a really strong push right now with Derek Nicholson leading the way with Jaden. So another guy that, you know, the uh, big, big weekend could do wonders from Miami. So looking forward to speaking with Jaden after this weekend. It's kind of seeing where his head's at with everything. Yeah, see if Miami can kind of loosen up that commitment to Georgia. We'll see. Now, I know it's early, and I know this is the first visit weekend of many, many, many throughout the offseason, but is there anyone that Canes fans need to put on commit watch this weekend? So that's a, that's a really tough question because, like you mentioned, it's really early in the cycle, but I do think this weekend can move the needle with a lot, a lot, a lot of guys, and that's not an understatement. Some of the guys that we just mentioned and, you know, the other 30 to 40 to 50 big time prospects on campus this weekend, it may only be January, but I feel like this weekend is shaping out to be one of the biggest in the recruiting cycle for the Canes and could have very positive impacts on the rest of the 2025 cycle as well. So going to have our eyes all over this weekend with all these top guys coming in. So we'll have plenty of stuff, you know, on our site later this weekend as well. Yeah, be sure to go to Kane Sport. Check it out. Miami fans, let me know. Comment section below. Who do you have on Commit Watch? It might not be one of the four guys we highlighted, but like Azubi said, there's 30 prospects going to be on campus. Could be somebody pulling the trigger. Let me know. Comment section below. All right, Azubi Charles, thanks for talking a little Miami recruiting today on the Inside Scoop. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 
1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7, support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.